Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Today on The Charlie Kirk Show, we sit down with the Vice President of the United States with an exclusive interview. That's all I have to say. I'm not going to build it up more than that. So right now, make sure you're subscribed to The Charlie Kirk Show. Take out your phone and press on Charlie Kirk Show and press subscribe. And if you didn't even know we were interviewing the vice president, that's because you guys aren't subscribed. So make sure you guys are subscribed. Leave us a review and email us at freedom at charliekirk.com, freedom at charliekirk.com. You guys are going to enjoy this. So right now, put down whatever you're doing and listen for this exclusive interview with the vice president of the greatest country ever to exist in the history of the world and an honorable, honest man. The Vice President of the United States, Mike Pence. Enjoy. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Are you guys suffering under student loans? Are you guys worried about how you're going to repay them? Well, there's a solution out there called Credible. Their goal is to help you get out of student loans in a managed way. Credible is an online marketplace that gets you pre-qualified student loan refinancing rates from up to 10 different lenders. Do you guys have 50, 100, $150,000 in student loans? Take a deep breath. Don't worry. We got a solution for you. If you've got student loan debt, you can benefit from this. You guys got to get a lower rate. That's the first thing you have to do. What is a lower rate does is it saves on interest and lowers your monthly payment. It gives you a light at the end of the tunnel. And with a shorter loan term, you can get debt free faster. And the other part, the secondary part, is you can consolidate all your student loan bills in one place. It gives you serious peace of mind. Credible customers have given awesome reviews about how much better their lives have been after refinancing their student loans. On Credible, you see actual pre-qualified rates from up to 10 different lenders, whereas with some other marketplaces, you only get a range of rates with ballpark estimates. That's nonsense. It only takes a couple minutes to check rates. And checking rates, guess what? Doesn't impact your credit at all. And they never, ever, ever sell your data, which I love about Credible. And when I was learning about Credible and seeing if we wanted to partner with them, I said, they better not sell data because that drives me nuts. And they don't. So right now, visit Credible.com slash Charlie. That's Credible.com slash Charlie, C-R-E-D-I-B-L-E.com slash Charlie. When you refinance your student loans via Credible, they'll give you a $200 gift card. Got nothing to lose. That's credible.com slash Charlie. Credible.com slash Charlie. If you guys are getting crushed by student loans and you're anxious, you got that knot in your stomach, take a deep breath. Go to credible.com slash Charlie. They will take care of you. Credible.com slash Charlie. All right, we are here with the Vice President of the United States and someone I look up to uh, quite, quite incredibly on the road in Iowa. So it's so wonderful to have you on the Charlie Kirk Show. Hey, welcome to the uh, Trump-Pence campaign bus, Charlie. It's like my first podcast on the bus, and it's uh, really, really great to see you here. Well, thank you. So you've uh, you've been on the road recently. You were in right. Rome uh, last week. I was. And Jerusalem. Tell us about that. Well, it was an incredible uh, experience. The president gave me the privilege of uh, representing the United States 
at the 75th commemoration of the liberation of Auschwitz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, uh, to be there, to be in Jerusalem, to be with many of the survivors, um, and to have visited Auschwitz with my wife in the last year mm-hmm. uh, was deeply moving to me. And we spoke of the more than 2 million American service members uh, who at great sacrifice uh, were there to liberate Europe, and to end the Nazi regime. But to be in Jerusalem, uh, to be in the Jewish state of Israel, mm-hmm. uh, which was born uh, after the the Second World War and the ravages of the Holocaust, and to see a vibrant Israel, um, uh, it is it is the greatest testament, as I said, to the resilience and strength of the Jewish people, to the strength of our alliance with them over the past seventy five years, and. It's a testament to God's faithfulness. Your administration has recognized the Golan Heights, moved the embassy in Jerusalem, uh, stood against you know a lot of the funding of terror in the region, and uh, I'm sure you were very warmly received by you know Israelis that kind of fell alone by because of the actions of the previous administration. Well, I will tell you that um, that this president has made made it clear to the world that if the world knows nothing else, the world knows this. America stands with Israel. Mm-hmm. It, and, it, and as you said, um, uh, recognizing the Golan Heights um, and, and perhaps most especially recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, moving our embassy there, uh, we think set the stage for the bold vision for peace that the president outlined earlier this week Mm -hmm. in the East Room at the White House. We've made it clear, we will stand with Israel. Uh, Any any peace in the Middle East will require compromise, but the President's made it clear, we'll we'll never compromise the safety and security of the Jewish state of Mm -hmm. Israel. And our our hope is, by by making it clear how strong our commitment is to Israel, that that hopefully the Palestinian Authority will come to the table to begin negotiations, and we can end literally decades of bloodshed and violence in the region. I'm glad you mentioned the the peace offering by your administration, because it seems as if there's just a record amount of progress being made on trade, international diplomacy, economic results, and meanwhile you have the circus going on in the United States, you know, Congress right now. I just first want to compliment you on your personal leadership on the USMCA. I know you really took, you put a lot of work into it, and now it's signed, sealed, and delivered for the American worker, something that the media basically gave no coverage to at all whatsoever. <laughs> That's and right. so, you know, thank you on behalf of our country, because you, you did a lot of tours across the country stopping and advocating for that. Um, well, Charlie, thanks for saying that, but it was, it, was, uh, it was this president who, as a candidate, said that we could do better than NAFTA. And he mm-hmm. spoke boldly, particularly to my party, about the need to ensure that trade is fair yeah. to American workers and American farmers. I mean, I can tell you as a son of a heart of the heartland, uh, I saw entire communities shuttered, factories closed in the wake of NAFTA, wh- where those automotive jobs literally were moved south of the border. We think we lost more than a million American manufacturing jobs. Wow 
in the wake of NAFTA. As a candidate, the president said we can do better. We can negotiate a deal that puts American jobs and American workers first. He did that. I watched him. I was there every step of the way. He drove a hard bargain. And a year ago, we completed the deal with Mexico and Canada. But the Democrat Congress sat on the USMCA. So the president sent me out across the country. Uh, We traveled to districts of many of the districts of freshman Democrats in Congress who said they wanted to work with the who other all side. who despite the fact that the Democrats spent the last three years trying to overturn the results of the last election now they're in the midst of the their partisan impeachment yeah. we said here's the opportunity we challenged them to bring the bill to the floor the president continued to challenge them and just before Christmas finally Democrats in Congress voted to approve the USMCA almost but reluctantly it it's, it's almost as if they didn't well, want to give Trump the win I, I you know I honestly the fact that the USMCA languished on Nancy Pelosi's desk for a year uh, it was was inexplicable other than politics yes and uh, uh, but we, the pre- president never gave up he sent me across the country uh, Republicans in the House and the Senate were there every step of the way and what the president signed this week, Charlie, to your point, it's the largest trade deal in American history. Mm-hmm. I mean, we think it's literally going to create millions of new jobs in the years ahead, invite invite all new investment in manufacturing and in agriculture, and uh, and and also be a framework for future trade deals. You know, we'll we'll be quickly in negotiations with the UK once Brexit is completed yes. this week. We're in negotiations with Japan and the European Union. Um, the ongoing negotiations with China after the phase one deal the president announced this month, we think are all going to be informed by the hard bargain that President Trump drove on the USMCA. People know we, we have a president who's willing to make a deal, but it's got to be a deal yes. that's a win for American workers and American farmers. And, and it's results versus just pathological resistance on the other side. So as we're seeing the circus happen in real time, we don't know how much longer it's going to go uh, with witnesses or just the sham impeachment, which quite honestly infuriates me because it's an insult to the Constitution. It's an insult to the results of the 2016 election. Uh, what, what are you and the president thinking when you're seeing this? travesty happen in, in front of your very eyes. Well, we, we saw we saw resistance and obstruction frankly culminating in this partisan impeachment for the last three years. To be honest with you, Charlie, a lot of it feels like just more of the same. I mean, for two and a half years we heard Democrats uh, talk about Russian collusion. Yes. In fact, Adam Schiff actually said on television he had proof or verified that there was evidence, more right? than circumstantial evidence of Russian collusion until the Mueller report was completed and the Justice Department found no collusion, no obstruction, case closed. And then we went through a few quiet weeks of, of, of just typical obstruction and then off we are on the basis of a phone call that the American people can read the transcript, they can see there was no quid pro quo, the president did nothing wrong, Ukraine received the aid, and uh, all of this just feels to me like an, an, an unending effort by Democrats that literally began on our inauguration day mm-hmm. 
to overturn the results of the 2016 election. But I'll be honest with you, Charlie, I, as I travel across Iowa today, as I've been traveling all across this country, I, uh, I think the American people see through it. I think they see a president who's rebuilt our military, who's revived the American economy, who's appointed a record number of conservatives mm-hmm. to our courts at every level, who has America standing tall in the world again, respected as never before. And they contrast that with the Democratic Party that just seems to be overtaken by left-wing radicals who support uh, not only this partisan impeachment, but but late-term abortion, open borders, uh, free health care for illegal immigrants. I mean, and socialist policies yes. that really have, uh, have, have literally impoverished millions over the last century and robbed rob the liberties of generations. I mean, to think that to think that Bernie Sanders is leading in the polls in the Democratic Party here in Iowa yeah. today and is an avowed socialist mm-hmm. is really um, it, it really tells you all you need to know about today's Democratic Party. And I think that's why you see so many people yes. coming our way. You, when the rally tonight in Des Moines I mean, I know, Charlie, there'll be a lot of good Republicans there. Yeah, there'll be some Democrats, too. There's going to be a lot of Democrats yeah. there. We, You know, we actually, people register for these things, and they, they're given the opportunity to tell us about their political background. And there'll be a significant number of people in Des Moines tonight, before the president and I take the stage, that'll be proud Democrats. But they're coming to this president. They're coming to the Republican Party, just like students all across the country mm-hmm. are, are coming to this movement through Turning Point because they see the results. Yes, They see a president who's putting common sense, American principles and ideals into practice and is delivering results in a stronger, more prosperous America. So I want to quickly follow up on one of those points. Being in Iowa, Bernie Sanders might win this state. And he might be the nominee, which, in my opinion, would be probably one of the most stark contrasts in our in, in my lifetime of two different ideologies. And, you know, you could look at 1984 and 1972, which were landslides in the Republican conservative direction when Democrats nominated someone so socialist and so radical. But it's the universities and young people that are pushing the rise of Bernie Sanders. So what do you have to say specifically to young people listening to this podcast that might just be hearing nonstop chatter in favor of Bernie Sanders from their professors and their teachers and their friends? Well, I I would say to young people today who feel drawn to the siren song of socialism Mm -hmm. to study history. I mean, it seems to me that your generation, the generation of my kids has taken greater ownership over your life than maybe any American generation before you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you all, you, you hear a song that you like, you go on your phone, you download, you buy the phone, you get yeah. it right now. It's a great point. What, what young people should reflect on is whether it, whether it be the Green New Deal or uh, uh, Medicare for All, these are command and control government systems that would eliminate the choices mm-hmm. of Americans. I mean, if, if you want to turn your health care decisions for your family, for your loved ones, for your future children, over to a government bureaucrat, instead of those decisions being made by you and your spouse and your doctor, 
then, then you should be drawn to that. But, but I think your generation is all about the ability to make those yes. to make those decisions on an independent basis. Same thing with the Green New Deal. Look, I, I truly believe that when you look at the history of free market economics, you will find that the best outcomes for our environment can be linked around the world to societies that embrace private property and free market economics. If you want to find environmental disasters, go to socialist countries. It's the tragedy of the commons. When no one owns, when everyone owns something, no one owns it. Right. That's so well said. And so I I would say to young people, whether it be a concern for the environment, which is admirable and laudable, I'm proud to be a part of an administration at a time when America has the cleanest air, the cleanest water, and the cleanest land of any time in our history. But we've been doing it. We've been doing it in, in a way that affirms private property, affirms free market principles, doesn't concentrate power in government bureaucrats. The same thing goes on healthcare. You watch... I mean, this administration, we've been busy through programs like Association Health Plans. We want to lower the cost of health insurance without growing the size of government. We can do that. We can do that in this country with the right kinds of reforms that still allow people to choose their doctor and to make to make those health care decisions uh, on, uh, from the standpoint of freedom. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, honestly, the turning point generation is a, it's the freedom generation. And I think the message that you deliver so well, Charlie, to young people on campuses across the country, it's Thank a freedom you. agenda. So whether it's less taxes, less regulation, whether it's a free market solutions on health care, uh, whether it's allowing. I was just just the other day I was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where the first school choice program in America yes. began 30 years ago. I mean, to say in this country that we it ought to be parents that choose where their children go to school, whether that's a public, private, parochial, Christian school, or home school, that's a message that I think resonates with young people. It's a freedom yes. agenda, and you articulate that really better than anybody else in your well, generation. I commend you. you for it. I appreciate that. I got a line you can use. It's an iPhone generation that's being told to vote for a post office party. So you, <laughs> there you, it is. You could think for you could think there it is. That. So um, truly is. We only have a couple seconds left, but in closing, Mr. Vice President, there's tons of social media chatter nonstop. It's going viral around the coronavirus. Super quick. Right. Uh, I, I would love to hear just some quick thoughts on how Americans should be looking at this. As now, the World Health Organization has come out and said it's uh, uh, some form of a uh, rising health concern. Well, we're we're. Uh we're tracking very closely what's happening in China. We're coordinating through the World Health Organization to provide any and all assistance that China requires. People can be confident. The president announced yesterday a whole-of-government task force that the Secretary of HHS is chairing. At this moment, we have five American cases. We're very carefully tracking people that have come into contact with those Americans that have been affected with the coronavirus. Uh, but uh, we're going to continue to be very vigilant uh, to better understand this virus, to track uh, the spread of this virus in China, uh, and, and to ensure the safety and health of the American people. And um, um, I, I would also say, though, that this, uh, this is also a good time to be praying uh, for people in China. 
I mean, to literally see China building hospitals overnight and dealing with thousands of cases of this virus, our hearts go out to them. Uh, China's been very transparent uh, about the spread mm -hmm. of this virus. They're working with the United States, World Health Organization, and other nations around the world. And um, we're here, as President Trump made clear, to assist them. But we also ought to keep the people of China in our prayers. But we will continue to put the health and well-being of the American people first. Well, thank you, Mr. Vice President. You're an American hero, and I look up to you, and so many others do. So thank you for all you do for our country, and thanks for joining the Charlie Kirk Show podcast. Thank you, Charlie. Great to have you on the campaign bus. Thank you. What a great interview that was. And again, please, everybody email us, freedom at charliekirk.com. That's freedom at charliekirk.com. And if you guys want to get involved with Turning Point USA, check out tpusa.com. That's tpusa.com. Uh, if you want to start a chapter, go to one of our big events, uh, get involved on campus. Or if you're an adult and you want to support the next generation with five, 10, 50, $500, check out tpusa.com. That gives you the ability to do so. And make sure you're subscribed. Take out your phone, type in Charlie Kirk Show, press subscribe. If you're not subscribed, then you are giving terrain to the left. Don't do that. What a great conversation that was with the vice president. Thanks so much, everybody. Again, email us, freedom at charliekirk.com. Till next time, thanks so much. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify, and it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcasts. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right, no credit card necessary, and simply search for our shows to start listening. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.